0: Radioinfluence.com. We'll raise the curtain and shine a searing spotlight on election fraud. What it is, where it is, and how to get rid of it with Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. He appropriately titled his subject matter, Fat-Free Voting, How Our Election System is Broken, when I heard Jovan at the Rock the Red convention in Greenville, South Carolina the first Saturday in May. Now, most of us in attendance were well aware of this fact, a devastating one to our nation, if you believe in freedom, liberty, our constitution, and in this particular case, fair and honest elections. Still, by the time Jovan completed his presentation, I realized what I knew was just the tip of an insidious iceberg that must be obliterated if we're to continue to exist as a free nation. You're about to hear mega doses of must listen to and share info, folks. So let's get into it. You know, I always go down to Rock the Red a little bit early. So I go down on Thursday and it starts on Friday. And inevitably, I run into the co hosts from Cowboy Logic Radio, Donna Fiducia, Fiducia and Don Nguyen. And right after the hugs and the uh, hellos and everything, the next thing's out of their mouth. Do you know Joe Von Pollisser? Do you know Jovan? Have you seen Jovan Pulitzer? You got to get Jovan Pulitzer on your show. And Don is going on and on and on. And I'm all fired up. Boy, I got to meet Jovan and Jovan's going to speak on Saturday. So I go up the elevator. And then about, uh, you know, an hour later, when I come back down, I get on the elevator. And who's on the elevator? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. So I go, Jovan. I got to know you, and he and he was very kind, and we we talked, and I got to hear him, and uh, he's he's right here, and the only thing I'm going to tell you, Joe Vaughn has over 500 patents that have contributed to our technology technological world, with many of them, several about 40, have come to pass as uh, new inventions, and that kind of to me ties into why. He can do what he does as it applies to understanding what has been happening to our elections and why the system is broken. So he's an author, an entrepreneur, an inventor, forensic investigator, a writer, speaker, and a zillion other things. And because he's so many other things, I'm gonna let him tell you because the show would be over. Glad to bring to the show Mr. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer.
1: Hey there, thanks for having me. I'm uh I I I knew you were important when you walked into the elevator proceeded to arm wrestle me, throw me down to the floor and say, you will be on my show. You don't know who I am, but you need to know me. And and of course, I agreed. I squealed like a little girl. And
0: here I am. Well, that's very, very interesting (laughs) from the standpoint that uh, I am surprised you walk around by yourself because uh, if I were you, I would not be comfortable walking around myself with all the things you know and all the things you put out. So before you tell them who you are and why you do what you do, I just wanna start here because this is why you just blew me away at Rock the Red. And when you think of the TV show CSI, you know, you think about what they do and you call yourself a forensic investigator. Please tell us what that means, what you do and how what you do can make a difference as it applies to election fraud, election steal and anything that people are doing to try and steal this country away from us.
1: Well, it's interesting. It's it's dirtier than people can imagine how bad this audit stuff is a few things. Yes, there was security. It's just amazing. You know, the security stands way back in the background when it comes to me. I don't know if you know this, but it started back when I was in Georgia in 2020 uh, testifying for the Senate there when they started shooting at me. And then as it went on, I was going to do the audit. They started shooting at my home. I had to move my family in about 48 hours notice. And then they tried to kill me last December by poisoning me. So there is always security there. They just, in in the event of me, it's a little bit different because we're trying very hard to catch the individuals that do this, that poisoned us. You know, uh, two of us that got poisoned actually passed away last year. So it was uh, a big uh, cataclysmic event. But I am, and it's good that we're talking on radio, and it's talking on radio because if people were looking at me, the first thing they would think is, where is this guy from? He's got to be an alien because I have massive forehead. You could sell advertising on my forehead. (laughs) And my fans say, I don't have a forehead because if you look at it, I have a five head, six head, seven head, eight head. And so radio is great because it actually makes me sound like I look normal, right? You do look normal to me. (laughs) You don't have to endure this stuff. But I I am what you call a nerd. Uh, just hiding out in a biker's body. I know it's a conundrum. I, I look like I really just want to punch you in the face, but it's not true. I'm just a nerd. And, and my technology stuff, you use me every day. I kind of joke that people don't realize that... They finger me anywhere from five, six, seven, eight, uh-huh. nine, ten times a day right Tell,
0: tell them what you've done <laughs> when you're dealing with barcodes and all kind of things and, and flop you know disks and things tell them what you
1: tell them what you uh, absolutely so when you when you use your mobile phone to uh, scan any type of code whether it be a QR code a Q code a barcode or whatever and retrieve information, those are my patents and technology platforms that make that work. That portfolio of about 207 patents of mine is on every mobile device in the world. Or the same way that, you know, we used to have hook our phones up to the computer to try to update them or move stuff around. Now that that's invisible, those are my patents. The fact that we don't use floppy disk or CDs anymore and your computers auto update, or you can log into them and they know, you know, what your parameters are in your system and update. Those are my patents. When you go to an airport, you don't use a boarding pass. You just set your phone down. Now it scans through. Those are my patents. So I do a lot of interesting stuff behind the scenes that I'm able just to use the God-given talents that he gave me. It's a good thing he blessed me with talents, but he also uh, enabled me to apply them. So I'm just basically what you would say, a thinker, tinker, creator. And my job is to try to make society better and faster all from a knowledge-based standpoint. And so in that, When you prosecute patents, most patents take, you know, they can take 10 years to get a patent granted. My average patent grants in about 12 months. And it's only because in patent business, the U.S. government basically says, you're infringing on someone. So if you were a murderer, they're saying, you're a murderer, prove you're not. So it's in reverse. And because of my skills of having to fight the government to get patents granted and fighting titans like Microsoft and Xerox and AT&T and having to beat the big boys. It taught me how to investigate and work in a different way, which is why I can see how our election systems are broken. That's why I jumped into the audits and that's why I've set out to fix this for all of
0: us. Okay, well, when we heard you down at the Rock the Red, when we heard you, this is what you talked about. You talked about the system is broken tell the people how broken is the system and we'll get into what we need to do to fix it but i don't people i don't think people have any clue how bad it is
1: we haven't had an honest election nationally federal election in the united states uh for probably 35-plus years. You, you have to understand the, the way our election systems work is it's the antithesis of technology. You know, technology, according to what's called Moore's Law, the founders of Intel, says that every 15 months, a technology gets twice as fast but half the price. Now, in the election business, in order for them to have these ungodly contracts with, like, Louisiana, small state, paying $100 million for their contract, It's all about pushing junk machines to them. Every time you push these junk machines, there's an ability to compromise them. So it's a rigged business. But here's how it works. People would be surprised to find out that the um, first mail-in ballot fraud in the United States of America occurred during Abraham Lincoln's second term in office. Mm. That's the very first time the United States had to deal with ballots uh, actually being criminally produced to try to change an election. Then we'll jump forward to 1948, LBJ was running for office in Texas. He was running for the Senate and he had lost, literally. He knew he'd lost. It came down to the, uh, the final hours and he was losing and magically his campaign manager jumped into his automobile drove to West Texas and magically found one box of ballots that contains (laughs) 202 ballots, exactly what LBJ needed. Oh, man, look, they forgot to count these. It's called ballot box 13. You can read about it. The moral of the story is, ever since that happened, every election has them. It's just kind of the way it's done. And so when you learn how to game the system in the election business, it's kind of an open secret and politicians do it, and so nothing in our elections have been real. And now it's just to the point that they're so bold and confident they'll do it right out in the open, and don't care what you say because it's all about money and power. And you know what? Piss on you. You're just a servant. That's how they treat it.
0: Wow. Uh, now, since you're saying this has been going on for a long period of time, is this? Uh- people problem, meaning is this a problem with Republicans, Democrats, whatever, or is it one side does more than the other or, you know, going back? Who started like, is, it, is this a problem that both sides know and they're just kind of wink, wink and kicking the can down the road?
1: Well, when it comes to uh, doing audits, you may have heard of my work in Arizona looking uh-huh. at you know, two plus million ballot. We fought the left to get those ballots and do it. But right now, trying to get all the evidence and findings out, that battle is with the right. So for me, there aren't two parties. There's one party. There's the uniparty. And they just take negotiated turns on, okay, who gets to be in power now to suck money out of the system? And then, okay, it's your turn. Uh, It's a little more forceful than ever. The lines are blurred, but I do not believe there are two parties. We have one party, the uniparty. I used to say, if you were to look out across the state, that we may have one bad politician in this city, maybe two over here. Now that I do this, I have now changed my opinion. And I now think we're lucky to have maybe one good politician in that city and one or two good politicians over here. It's not what you think. And it's uglier than you could ever imagine.
0: Okay. before we go any farther with this. I'm going to do something I don't usually do because usually I let the guests tell us what all the problems are and then at the end we will allow you to pro- provide the solution. Because my best friend and a couple other people are really struggling with this because what ends up happening, I keep going down to rock the red and come back with all this great information from General Flynn, from Tom Holman and you and Claire and Trevor and everybody. And, yeah, we're we're working on this. We're working on this. We're going to get this settled. But nobody sees anything changing. All they just see is elections are still being stolen. The borders open. This is going on with the World Health You know, everything. Fauci, this, that. Nothing seems to work. The Supreme Court won't take a case, blah, blah, blah. So let's jump to the end of the show and give the solution because you came up with positivity when we left uh, Greenville. Otherwise, I'd be probably still there with my wrist bleeding somewhere in the hotel room.
1: Well, we haven't, look, you have to understand where we are in history. We're all living history for the first time in history. And what I mean by that is that if this would have happened to this extent any time in past history, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, all of a sudden your your country would be gone, and you'd be wondering what happened. it just kind of sneak up on you. Or if we go further back, it was when the Roman soldiers showed up, and all of a sudden you found you had a new Caesar ruler, a new country, and if you didn't like it, they just cut off your head. We are the first generations of humans that can actually see it as it's going on, understand it as it's going on, and basically, even though they're crooked, we have transparency because when it's exposed, it just travels around the world. So even though this seems like our country is going to hell in a handbasket right now, we have been given an incredible gift, and that gift is we can see it, and it is only when you see it and understand it that you can do something about it. And so, no, it is not too late. Now, on the other side of that coin, What I say is, if you were to go back in biblical times, God chose a few to talk to, the prophets. He would talk to them, guide them, uh, send him out on his cause. I believe today God's talking to every one of us. That channel's open, we're being shown. And it's because the first time in history it's going to take all of us fighting. Not a few, every single one of us to fight. That basically means there is no army coming to save you, there is no Q coming to save you. It's about you, period. It is about you you have to activate and get involved. And so when you understand what's going on, here's a perspective to understand we're winning. Number one, uh, a few things happened in our history. Back during the Obama administration, Obama undid what was called the Smith-Mundt, M-U-N-D-T-H, Mundt Act. And that was basically the act that said, in our country, you can't do propaganda. Well, he undid it and he said that the news could do propaganda. In fact, the news could lie and not be held liable for it. They used to get in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. Now they don't. You know that. Yes. And our government could tell them what to say and pay them to say it. And so that's why all our media has gone to hell in a handbasket. And you have this unholy trinity between government, academia, and media basically trying to convince you that the whole world— is different than you you're the only one who has a conspiracy theory you're not fitting in and you need to get with the program well if you think about those networks during the trump years coming into his presidency going through his term and certainly into his reelection uh, time for 2020 they spent hundreds of billions of dollars trying to tell every one of us orange man is back but they still failed because Donald J. Trump can still go across this country, draw a crowd on a moment's notice of 60,000. The reason I tell you that is they spent hundreds of billions of dollars to get you to turn on Donald J. Trump and turn away from your values. It still didn't work. We're still beating them. We're still beating them back. Their back's against the wall because they are the wounded animal. And as that wounded animal, they know their time's up because we now know the gig. Makes it a little dangerous because they're going to fight harder than ever to win. But the bottom line, our eyes are open. We have great discernment now. This is only our ball to fumble. It is up to
0: us. Okay, it is up to us. But what are we the people doing? Like, what can we do to join the fray? Because think of all the people, all the people that were carrying the spear, tried to go to the courts. The courts wouldn't take it. Tried to go to the media. You can't get it on the news. Try and get you, myself, anybody on, uh, you know, public radio. You can't go there. People are just becoming discouraged, Jovan, because it's almost as if all you know it's that thing like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there did it really make a sound you know like if if it's are are you saying it's all there we have all this and we're just trying to create that crack in the dam but what if we don't
1: the crack in the dam is there this is this is candle power and what i mean by candle power is one candle power in the cabin is not much light it's very hard to read by but when you have a thousand people with a candle powered, you got a spotlight. This is our spotlight. The cracks of the dam are there. And even though you might not see it on mainstream media, you have to get over that. You're not going to see it on mainstream media because the mainstream media has no vested interest in it. So stop thinking you're going to see it in mainstream media. It's not going to happen. You can't be of a dual mind. You cannot say that media is fake, but at the same time says, well, why aren't they covering it? It's fake, deal with it, it's over. So we're the new media. So the number one thing we're doing is we're doing it right now. Uh, We have, I collectively have far more viewers and listeners than uh, uh, CNN or MSNBC or any of them combined uh, for those cable news networks. And it's because people are gravitating to new things. So what can we do? Number one, you participate in programs like this. You make sure you feed your brain the right information. You feed your brain with truth. And you better inspect the people you give your time to. You should not be listening to people just because they're popular or just because you like the sound of their voice or the way they look. You should be listening to people that are truly truth warriors. And it's much harder to tell the truth than it is to tell the lie. So you want the people that are going to tell you exactly the way it is. That's number one. Number two is you have to understand you have the power. The reason they censor us It's not because we're stupid, and it's certainly not because we're conspiracy theorists. It's because they're deathly afraid of us. And that's why they censor us. And when you realize they make these moves to suppress us because we're dangerous, then you realize you are the weapon of mass destruction. You are the weapon that gets out and destroys their agenda. And so that's where you have to learn how to use these tools that are in your hand. Look, you have a phone in your pocket. That phone in your pocket is 122,000 times more powerful in computing power than the computer that sent Apollo to the moon and landed it. And that's in your pocket. You just have to learn how to use it. So I'll give you an example. Number one, they use psychological warfare to divide us. We're going to get to everybody needs to vote more, but you need to understand how this works. When somebody tells you, Q's coming to rescue you, we've got this, just hang on, two things are happening. Mm-hmm. You're putting your name on a list, right? You're putting your name on a list. They are basically getting you to sign up for the people they want to get rid of. So you have put your name on a list. Secondly, it's human nature to want to stand down and have somebody else fix it. And so they want you to keep on thinking somebody else is going to ride in on a white horse and save your ass. It's not going to happen. And so that operation is designed to make you stand down. If you stand down, you are hurting your future, your family, your kids, your grandkids. You are a part of the program. So if you're willing to stand down and wait for Q, wait for the army, you know what? Go start learning how to speak Chinese. Then you'll get ahead of the game. Next, when you understand how that works, that those are all psychological warfare, I'll give you a good example. During uh, World War II, To mess uh, with, uh, you know, we allied Axis forces, right? To mess with the bad forces, our bombers would fly over their country. And one of the things they would drop with bombs is condoms. Now, most people don't know this, (laughs) right? And these condoms would be exaggerated, foot and a half long, Donkey Kong condoms. I kid you not. They made them Mm -hmm. to an exaggerated (laughs) cartoon level. And they rolled them in this condom package. But on the outside of the package, it said, size, American average. (laughs) And they dropped them all over these bad guys. So now they get them all over the country. And, of course, who doesn't need condoms back then, right? It was kind of a treat. And then these soldiers and stuff open them up and find this foot and a half long monster in it. And it's an American average. It was designed just to screw with their head. To, oh, my God, what's coming my way? If they've got Mm -hmm. this on them, holy smoke, I don't want to run into these guys. And, you know, they're thinking giants because we're certainly not a bunch of tripods, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Psychological warfare has been around forever, and that's what you're being introduced now. Secondly, you know, I made the mistake myself. I treated voting for anything like the lottery ticket. Okay, I'll play it when it's a billion dollars. Then it's worth my time. And so I only voted for president. I never voted for city council or mayor or anything. I just did not care. School board, forget it. Well, I contributed to this problem we have today because too many people did that. We were apathetic. See, the left didn't do this to us, we gave them permission to do it because we're not activists. We don't engage, we have productive lives. We're trying to raise our kids, right? We're trying to keep busy and do what's right. And we didn't have time to worry about this thing called politics. And this is where do unto others got to us. We expected they were doing the same to us. We would do them. We're just good people at our our nature. No, they're there to steal our country out from under us, and they will justify anything to do it. And so they got involved in politics. So you want to know why your grandbabies... Now think America is filled with capitalist pigs that this is the worst country in the world because we didn't vote, because we didn't get involved. So how do we fix this? We vote now more than ever. Every, it's not church every time you go to church when the doors open. You better be voting every time. Now, the linchpin is they cannot in any way pre-predict how many people are going to come in and vote. Right. The anomaly was 2016 when Donald J. Trump come in. They kind of laughed them off. They already had it rigged. That's why Hillary was saying they stole it from me. She was saying, damn it, I already had this rigged. You stole it from me. You must right. to rig right. better than me. That's right. what too she was many, saying. Too many people voted. That's right. Too many people. Not, you got they, off your butt. They, they, they didn't get it. That's right. You got off your butt and you walked in and voted. That is the dangerous weapon. And so, in reality, you want to beat this, number one, you better understand the rig, every way it works, and you better be very conversant on it, because you have to pressure your lawmakers. Have you picked up the phone and called your lawmaker? Have you emailed them? Have you told them a letter saying, I will make sure you are never voted in again if you don't do what we need them to do? We need to remind these people they work for us. They do not make decisions for us. They work for us. They are there to do what we say. Then you need to be there, and you need to vote in person. This early mail crap is crap. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Maricopa County. They have voting month. They have an entire month. They started counting ballots in Arizona on October 10th. They knew before you walked in on election day how many votes they needed to win the election. Well, stop arming them with the information. Get out that one damn day that you have to get out and think of it as saving your country— get out show up in person and it doesn't matter if you stand in line 30 minutes or 30 hours you're there to save the country and our country's worth it so you now must vote more
0: there you go you know and and you but you know the one thing among all the brilliance that you have put out so far that is so important that people need to understand why this happened is we we are responsible citizens. You're raising your families, you your kids and everything. And the left, by nature, they they just have this activist spirit. they'll They'll get involved in causes. They don't care necessarily care about money, or saying they'll do something for down for the struggle, the revolution. And right. and we always I hear this all the time. it it explodes my head. They, were, they Donald Trump will take care of it. OK, Mike Pence will do the nuclear. That, that, no, then the Supreme Court will handle it. Well, then this will handle it. Then the blah, blah, blah. And it's down and down and down. And now it's on our footsteps. So we, we better get involved. Uh, my question to you is everything you said is correct. But here's one of the things that is very troubling. The people that need to hear you. We can't get them to listen. Think about that. Are you saying Trevor says we don't need them? Trevor Loudon says, don't even worry about the left, the radicals. You're not going to change their minds. Just get the fair minded people that really care about the country, that don't want to see us go communist. Those are the people we have to work on. Because what's so frustrating? I can't get anybody to listen to my podcast if you're on it that, you know, that I would want to listen to. That's a big part of the problem to get them to change their mind.
1: Right. Yes, this is a fight every day, and that's why in my program I welcome the trolls, and trolls are all over the place, and they'll come in and troll, but when they come in, you find out these trolls keep on coming back every week, so one, we start bending their air. The second mm-hmm. part of it is, this is about consistency. This is not about sitting on your butt, this is about feeding your brain. We're gonna win this by a brain. We're in the middle middle of World War III. This is a digital war. We are in a war. It's not gonna be fought with conventional weapons. We are engaging in warfare right now. In fact, we are loading up your armory right now if you're listening to us. This is us reloading your weapons, period. But the bottom line is you are the warrior. So here's how it works. People don't understand the tremendous power they have, but I'll give you an example. Let's say that you in your circle of influence and family and a few of your Facebook Facebook buddies or whatever you can get together with 99 people that think like you that want to save America think we're going to hell in a handbasket right mm-hmm. and literally say I want to save this country well Instead of saying, ah, screw Twitter. I'm not going to be on Twitter. I'm not going to let them make any money off me. Well, if you pause for a minute and realize, okay, great, you left Twitter. You weren't active. And because you weren't really an active person, they made a whole $1.12 off of you last year. Wow, you really damaged their budget with that, right? (laughs) So instead of doing that and hopping off to another platform, which is another way to cleave you off, Why don't you just understand you need to be on every social media platform there is? Why? Because it's not about you. It's about us. And what that means is we have to save souls. And you don't save souls as everybody in the same room talks about the same stuff. There's nothing to save. You got to get out where people need saving. And so you got to get out on social media where these kids are, that they're Minds are messed up and they think one day they can be a hamster and the next day they can be a dude or do it in a dress or a chick and all this other stuff. Don't do that. Get out there and fight. So let me show you how the numbers work. If you did one tweet to a politician that's ruining your state, you choose that politician. And then you decide to write one little quick pithy comment and do a little stupid meme that's a picture with it, right? And you've got 99 buddies. Here's what happens. You post that tweet. And then as soon as you're done, you run over to your little Telegram group or Facebook group, wherever you have those hundred people you gather, and you say, okay, I did it, go. What they do is they find your tweet, and they don't just retweet it. They copy the tags, meaning who you were sending it mm-hmm. to, their, their address. They copy it, and then they requote, meaning retweet. They retweet it with the quote in it. And now everybody takes their turn, and then person number two does their original tweet. If you were to sit down and do that one day, and you had 100 people do it, and all you're doing is, okay, you go first, everybody retweets it. Now, number two goes first, everybody retweets it. Do you understand that lawmaker just got hammered with 10,000 messages in their box that day? Now, I taught a group of women in Arizona to do this. In fact, they all weren't in Arizona, but the average age of these women was between 75 and 76 years old. And they mm-hmm. said, I've never thought of using Twitter. So I, I explained the rules. Here's how it works. Five women. Five women decided to do this and to do it religiously. They started attacking uh, the Arizona AG Burnovich in Arizona, who is not really paying attention to the fraud. When they started it, he was up 47% in the polls. And nine days later, he came in at 17% in the polls. Now, how did they do it? He has an AG account, and he has a Brnovich for Senate account. And so I taught them, pin his government account for not doing his job and post it in his Senate account showing people you're not doing your job. And every time he posts, I'll be your great senator, make sure you post, how can you be a senator when you can't even be an AG? You won't pay attention to people. And they drove his number to the dirt. When you understand that we can have six ladies with pink hair that are actually dudes with a dong, right? Sitting at a table <laughs> that want to go move some $70 billion corporation because they weren't nice. And right. and you don't have certain do gender, gender creaks. And they just start hammering social media. If five of those weirdos or six of those weirdos can move a $70 billion company, to basically capitulate, say, I'm sorry, make a donation. You can use your finger in this one finger war. I know you want to give them the middle finger, but it's really your index finger. And you can retweet and fight and become a digital warrior. And we can do to them what they do to us.
0: I understand. I and And, you know, it's... The problem part of this problem is just so hard to get people to get involved, because one of the things if, you know, if you're not computer literate and all that or you don't like technology and stuff. And I, I know what you're saying. Just do it. Now, one of the biggest things that blew me away that got my attention was, you know, we're always complaining how we can't get rid of these politicians. You told us how to get rid of these politicians. Please tell people how you can get rid of your politicians.
1: Well, an interesting thing you can do for let's just take an Arizona uh, attorney general or any attorney general. Well, let's
0: take Georgia since Georgia since uh, we won't use the name that Don Newen called them. But uh, let's just take take Georgia since Georgia just, you know, in in these states
1: like Georgia, where you have lawmakers that aren't following the rules or attorney generals who won't uh, do their work. You can actually, as citizens, get together. You can do the research, find the dead voters, literally uh, investigate, do all the investigation these offices won't do, and you can prepare for them called a proof file. When you get that proof file done, showing exactly what the problem is, and and they're not paying attention to their job, and you document it right. It's not just a little spreadsheet. And it's certainly not a memo. What you actually have uh, going on is you can now send that registered return receipt to that lawmaker and other lawmakers. And you can demand, we want action. you got 45 days to fix this.
0: Mm -hmm. Now,
1: when they don't fix it because they're going to try to ignore it, you have two options. The first option is you now have the ability to do a legal maneuver called a writ mandamus, when you follow a writ mandamus, what you can do is say you have now failed to do your job as prescribed by law. Therefore, you have the right to pull it back, and you immediately get to throw that into court, and they have no say. Another thing you can do is if uh, you understand all of these elected officials have bonds. They work under bonds, meaning they're insured. That's all it means, right? You can literally make a claim against their bond and say, you have damaged me, you have damaged my vote, and I am making a claim against your bond. You send them that one letter. They're not going to reply to it. Ten days later, you send them the second letter reminding them, hey, I'm making a claim, and here is my claim against you. You need to reply. Then when they don't reply to that one in ten days, you send them the third and final letter. That is a demand for payment for whatever your claim is. Let's just call it $10,000. It's not like you're going to get money. That's not the point. And, you, and because they have now failed to respond, you have perfected the claim. You are now able to place a judgment uncontested against their insurance bond as an elected official. It comes with a nice, really bonus. And the bonus is if you're an elected official and you have a claim against your bond that has not been settled, you can never run
0: for office again. Right. Now, does this have to be like a class action suit, or can one person do that? No, it's just a letter. It's just a process of sending a letter. It can be so one. So then why person. isn't this
1: happening? Uh, it is starting to happen over the United States. This is how most of the school boards have backed away from the, the mask mandates. This is what is winning at the school board level. Uh, there is a website you can go out there and learn more about. It's called BondsforTheWin.com. Bonds, B-O-N-D-S, BondsForthewin.com and you can learn how to do this, and people are doing this all across the United States, and you can do it one person, 10 person, a thousand person, doesn't matter. It's a simple letter-writing campaign that allows you to take the law back into your hands and demand that they get this fixed. And by the way, when their attorneys look at it, and go, oh my God, they're making a claim against the bonds and or insurance, uh, they wise up real quick, they better do something. Now, you don't wanna try to extort money out of them, that's not it, that's not your goal. Your right. goal is I'll settle this if you'll agree to. Let's say in this case, you got to take all these dead voters off the list. And when you prove they're off the list, fine, it's all settled. And you just use the clout that the law allows.
0: Right. Yeah. When I heard you say that, I said, boy, is that simple and we don't know anything about it. Talk about what's going on at the grassroots level, because, you know, a lot of people uh, were just let let Trump do it. Let the government do it. Let the FBI do it. Let the courts do it. Let the House and Senate do it. Ha ha ha. Now we realize we have to do it. Uh, uh, it, it, Do you see a groundswell, uh, you know, from the uh, grassroots You know, trying to city council, school board, everything we have to do, because please explain the feeder system that the left has used for more than 50 years to put themselves in the position to own and control everything.
1: Right. What they've been doing for these decades is they weren't focusing on the presidential office. But see, what's interesting is you now realize a president doesn't have much power. Mm -hmm. You realize these board of supervisors in a local county are a lot more powerful than a president. Because they can ignore this stuff. Well, the left knew that. And so they focused on down ticket stuff. They focused on getting in politicians that they could bend to their will. They brought them up from the school boards on up, moved them up to the ranks. And now we're dealing with these politicians that have been there forever, have risen through the ranks knowing how to manipulate the system. And now they're here to manipulate the country. That is why all of this happens at the school board level, the city council level, the county recorder level. That's where the power is. That's where you have to get involved. That's where the big red wave has to start. You have to agree to run. Now, number one, if you've never uh, voted for everything and every time the doors open, you need to do that. Second part, if you're willing to give your time and expertise, you need to become one of the volunteers in the precinct. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of precincts across the United States of America, voting precincts, that have one thing in common. There is not one single Republican volunteering. Mm-hmm. You think wow. these elections are supposed to have a Democrat and a Republican, and that's why we have both sides represented. No, they don't. They have Democrat and Democrat, or Democrat and a marijuana party person there they don't have Republicans there because we haven't bothered with it. you have to get active now I do my program's called cut the crap that's my radio program and, and when I say cut the crap I mean for culture race and American politics that's the crap right because that's the mm-hmm. crap that screws us up when you mm-hmm. mix culture and race with American politics it's a deadly combination so I tell people if you want to take the crap out of politics, If you want to, and that's why I named it that, you just grab them by the lapel and shake them and say, cut the crap, that's where we are. We're back against the wall. Then basically, uh, here's how you can activate right now. Take your phone, open your email program, the software that you send email with. doesn't matter what you use. Go to the websites, find your senators, find your reps. Enter in their email addresses into a singular email, and then save that email as a draft, and you can clone it five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten 10 times. Now you have this email ready to go with no content. Then get the phone numbers programmed into your phone. No yelling, no screaming, no cussing. You're just going to send something like, look, I expect you to fix this election integrity. We have problems. I want to know what you're going to do about it. You always end it with a question. And then here's the secret. You already have your phone when you go to the toilet. Every damn day. You're sitting there looking at Instagram or other people's lunches or seeing what people are doing on the commode anyway. Your phone's going with you. So if you want to get rid of the crap in the government when you're going to eliminate your own waste, have it remind you that we've got to eliminate this government waste. And instead of sitting there playing word games or looking at the news, you know what? Open that email, type them a quick email, ask them what are they doing to fix this and send it. If you will get in that cycle and you will teach yourself to do it, those two, three, four, five or 10 times a day you go to the pisser, you can give these politicians the piss and you can stay on them and make them hear from you and they will know you're out there. It's as simple as that. You want to get rid of the crap? When you're going to the crapper, you activate, be a be a crap cutter is what I call
0: it. There you go. Now, speaking of crap, uh you explained that we must vote the complete ballot, that these machines are set up to monitor both the overvote and the undervote. Please right. explain to people what this is about, how it changes things and why it's ultra important.
1: Oh, uh, So everybody's seen the ballot. More people know about politics now more than ever. That's why 2020 was an incredible gift for us. An overvote means that, let's say for president, somehow you marked Biden and Trump or Biden and Jorgensen, or Trump and Jorgensen. Well, you can only vote for one. That is called an overvote. The machines are designed to catch an overvote because it has to go. You can't vote twice. they got to figure it out. Then there's a nifty little part of the machine that's called the undervote. The undervote means you didn't vote. So let's say for a senator, or let's say for a bill to legalize... Critical race theory in elementary schools or to keep on putting out these books that we should teach kindergartners to find safe places to masturbate in their home. And by the way, if you think I'm kidding you, I'm not kidding. I know you're not. I know
0: you're not. And so
1: let's say your city's putting up a bill for that and you've never paid attention to those bills and riders on the back of the ballot. Well, that system is designed when that blank comes up and they flag it, right? When they flag it. They're flagging it not because it's an error. They're flagging it because, oh, we got an opportunity here. And in some places, they'll insert the vote for you, and you cannot tell the difference. By the way, these machines have a function that will insert a vote, and it looks just like a person with a pen scribbled in the vote, but these machines will do it for you. These machines have to be kicked to the curb.
0: Right. Now, here's the dirty little secret, the real dirty little secret that you put out to us. And this is the one that actually really blew my mind, that the machine its like a Twilight Zone thing. The machines aren't the problem. The problem is the programming in the machine. That's right. That's right. Please explain what this means, because people are like Dominion, these machines, give rid right. of machines. Please explain to them. It's almost like it's like a Rod Sterling thing, where some guy, some some nerd is sitting home on his internet, just looking at the votes. Okay, I'm changing these five thousand and this.
1: It <laughs> Expl- is. It Expl- it's, Expl- it's a horrible, horrible process. But I'll I'll give you an example. Um, everybody hears uh, that hey, it's a Dominion machine, and Dominion machine has a problem, and so and you hear this dominion executive speak in front of congress and say we do not make machines that connect to the internet and you think that liar how can he get up there and lie in front of congress we all know these machines connect to the internet well let me tell you how that lies perfected it's all about words number one i always ask people raise your hand if you've ever heard of a dominion voting machine and everybody raises their hand I say, raise your hand if you think the Dominion voting machine connects to the internet and everybody raises their hand. And then I explain to them, there is no such thing as the Dominion voting machine. And everybody kind of looks around, but we've heard about it. See, that's part of the rig too. There are no Dominion voting machines, none. There are Dominion uh, election software that will run on a computer. There are uh, what's called the Dominion election management system and software that runs on a machine, but the machine is predominantly a Dell computer. And so that's how that uh, person can sit there and say, we do not make a voting machine that connects to the internet, that's a lie. And so the media programs your brain to think there is such a thing as a Dominion of voting machine. And that is also part of the rig. And that is why you can go to court and, and some attorney who does not do their homework Files a lawsuit against Dominion Voting saying the Dominion Voting machines change the vote and it can get thrown out of court because when they get to court Dominion goes we don't make the machine it's Dell we have nothing to do with it and the judge goes oh right it is a Dell machine case dismissed it's a word war before it's anything else you have to understand the words there isn't such a thing as a Dominion voting machine it is all about words That is why you and I know there is only male and female. There's only pure DNA and sex. That's it, male Mm -hmm. and female. But the left hijacked the word, took a little word, gender, and led you to believe with the media and education that gender meant sex. No, it doesn't. Look up the definition of gender. It's an ideology. That's why they can have 62, 72, or Baskin-Robin flavors of gender, Because they swap the word you think they're talking about sex, and they're not talking about sex at all.
0: Yeah, well, this this is a huge problem. So tell people now, since there are no Dominion machines, tell them how they manipulate the software.
1: Um, The software has many different manipulations in it. The system's just broken from top to bottom. I'll give you an example. We hear this term, look, we did an audit. We did a risk-limiting audit. And that sounds really great. But until you understand that the only one that they're limiting the risk of is the bad guys getting caught, here's what a risk-limiting audit means. It basically means, and I'll take Georgia, since you brought it up earlier, and I'll use it as an example. During the Georgia 2020 primary, for the audit, the risk-limiting audit, that they wanted to do to confirm that that Georgia primary went off without a hitch, they looked at exactly 25 ballots. (laughs) How did they do that for millions of votes? Oh, and then when it came to the general election, the risk-limiting audit suggestion was they're gonna look at 250 ballots because they say it's just a statistical process. That's part of the, the joke about these audits. Same what they call a logic and accuracy test. Logic means, does it turn on? Does it turn off? Can I put 10 sheets of paper in as a ballot? And does it say 10 sheets of paper went in? It's not about the vote. So you have to understand there's breaks all along the way. When these machines are certified by our government, they give them a standard. And that standard is supposed to be there when the state orders it. The state attests, yes, we ordered it to this standard. But if the state makes any other changes to that machine or somebody at the county level, they don't have to report it. And then you think about, okay, wait, these machines aren't connected to the Internet. Why the day of the election were you there putting in software patches? (laughs) If the machine can't be corrupted by stuff getting in, but you're there the day of the election working for hours, putting in new patches to make it work. How do you why do you patch something that can't break that's not connected to the Internet? It's all a big game. It's all over the place. There's many ways to do it. And I could keep on going on and on. There's about 100 ways plus to compromise these machines without getting nefarious software on them. It's all a writ from the top and the bottom. One day voting, paper ballot, hand count, and we can fix this.
0: There you go. Well, can you tell people how they change votes, how you know, maybe be 500 people or 5,000 voted for Trump? And how do they switch those to Biden?
1: Well, there's many different ways that it can be done. And, th- and that's the problem. It's not just one way they do it. But let me give you uh, one way people don't think about. And this may help you understand it. That way we don't get into a technical discussion of how it works. Mm-hmm. But you can understand that it, in fact, does. So you have uh, voters registered in a county. That's a finite number. Here's everybody that's registered. That's one bin of people. The second bin of people are the people that are active that actually vote. And so in all of these states, they did a common pump and dump, meaning they got right up to election night, and then they said, oh, we got to stop counting. And they all had these magical crises. Water pipe broke, power went out. Well, that's the pump and dump. What it means is they go right up to a point, and then they say, we can't keep counting. And what happens is... They look at the voter rolls to see everybody who can vote. Then because they're past the deadline to vote, but then they say they have a counting problem. Now what they do is they look back over the day who voted. And they come up with the net difference of who could vote but didn't vote. Didn't, right. Now they have your list. And now that they have your list, they can do one or two things. They can insert ballots that use that voter information to vote it. Or the whole time, these machines even have the ability to insert ballots voted the way they want, but it just doesn't have a voter yet. Here's the easiest way to do it. If I told you, I'll give you $1,000 if you can get two sheets of paper run into the scanner at a voting precinct, you're going to work there for 12 hours on election day. All I need you to do is to get two stupid little blank ballots run in. Do you think you could slip in one blank ballot and when you're running the stack, you just make sure it copies? It goes so fast, most people don't pay attention. So you realize you can do that. Now, if you get that little blank ballot in, there's, there's nothing on it. It's a ballot. Somebody catches you go, wow, I I, I didn't even look at that. It's blank. Damn. Mm-hmm. But you just run it in. Well, here's what you have. When you run in that blank ballot, The machine knows something wrong, but it doesn't alert anybody. It just sets it over here to the side in a little bitty bucket, a digital bucket, saying, hey, look at this ballot. Something's up with it. But see, the moment you ran it in the machine, what did you do? You ran it on the right day during the right hours. It just doesn't have votes. And so with that ballot sitting there, languishing, right, when Mm -hmm. it gets to the end of the day and they know what voters haven't voted, well, if you have 2,000 precincts and you had one person in each precinct doing it, each of them has multiple machines, but let's just say you got one person doing it, 2,000 precincts they had to get into, you got 4,000 votes. That's easy to throw election. And then they come back later, they know where to look for that blank one, and they just drag a voter file over to it, boom, it's done, nobody knows the difference.
0: Wow, this is disheartening stuff, but... You know, this is good news from my point of view. You say you're fighting Republicans who don't want to admit the steal and don't want to fight it. Is that primarily what you do and why?
1: Right right now, first off, both parties have benefited from this. Do not think there's only one party that does this because you're fooling yourself. And so the fact that both parties do it scares the hell out of them. The fact that, you know what, you don't have have to have a crooked politician to do it. You just have to have a meat puppet. What's a meat puppet? Somebody that you can basically make them do what you want to do. Now, here's the example I use. You ever heard about uh, air-gapped computing? You know, they're not connected. You hear Mm. that term air-gapped? No. Okay, so it's air-gapped. It means there's no cable between it connecting. What, What air gap really is, is air gap is the space between the left and the right ear of Maxine Waters. That's air gap. Mm, so it doesn't okay. take a smart person to do mm-hmm. this, right? And so what happens here is you can have a bad politician who will just do anything to be in office, be famous, be out there, take as much money as they can from the system, and somebody says, I'm going to get you elected because you'll do what I say. We're going to stand behind the scenes. That politician can actually be squeaky clean, not in on the rig, but your handlers and everybody else have taken care of it. They got to an office, and the reason they got to an office because they know you will do what you want, what they want you to do, and that's how it's done. So it doesn't take a bad politician; it just takes bad people. Period.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, <laughs> this this is some stuff. You know, it it, it it really is. And you you brought up the point. One of your quotes is: it's not Republican? It's not Democrat? It's a uniparty, folks." Right. It's us versus them. And either right. we, the people, fix this or you might as well start learning Chinese. Yes, sir. Wow. That's um, it.
1: Look at the bottom line. We can fix this. You can do it. I, I, I've told you many ways it happens. Your lawmakers don't believe it. Your lawmakers don't want to believe it. And we give them cover to not accept it. Why? Because we're not demanding they get debriefed and trained on it. We're not demanding they take an official meeting on the books to be debriefed and how this can happen. You know why? Because when they get that meeting set on the books, it becomes part of the public record. And they have to disclose they have it. And they want plausible deniability. So, well, nobody ever told me. That's why you have to push your lawmakers to be debriefed and educated to teach everybody how this works and how it happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. And, you you know, another thing, we have all this evidence. You know, Mike Lindell, we listen to him. He's got all this evidence and all kind of people have evidence. You have evidence. How do we get it in the court? And can we win this battle if we don't?
1: Of course we can win this battle. And it's going to be won only with solid evidence. Here's what it is. The media thought, I was uh, uh, in a dialogue this morning with General Flynn, and General Flynn said that the media banked on, and the left banked on, This, uh, by mid-March, March March 21, nobody would be talking about it anymore. But that didn't happen. Here we are still talking about it today. You saw an interesting phenomenon with 2,000 mules. And, of course, you know, we want the sequel. There's two sequels to Mm -hmm. 2,000 mules. There's 2,000 mules, then there's 2,000 convictions, and then there's the third sequel, which is 2,000 less politicians. But we're going to have to wait for those. But You saw that when you can show people the evidence in mass, things happen. As I understand it, in Yuma, Arizona, they've already started making arrests. The evidence has to get out there. But the only thing that got the 2000 Mules evidence out there is we, the people, watching it, knowing how it works, and seeing the irrefutable evidence. So it begins with the people first. That's why everything I find in Arizona, I make available for download. For everybody, you can look at it. Here's the numbers. Here's what we found. Here's a training video to understand how it is. Because when you're educated on it, first off, you can't fight it if you don't know how it works. And if you know how it works, now you can educate your lawmakers. All you have to do is agree to engage.
0: Right. How were they able to shut Mike Lindell down with all the evidence that he has? Well, um. Or is that the wrong question? (laughs) Well, that's kind of the wrong question. Right. Uh, Yeah.
1: I don't want to correct it on air, uh, but that is kind of the wrong question.
0: This is a very. What's the right question? um, Is there a right question? Wow. Um, One,
1: you asked the right question, and that's the question that we should be answering that. You you just have to. This is this is so so much bigger than you could have ever imagined. Right. So much dangerous than you could ever imagine. And at the bottom line of it all is not as much there was a foreign country and things went to China and Italy. The problem we're fighting, as you will find out, it will come out, the truth always comes out, it was your own country that did this to you. And that's what we're fighting.
0: Yeah. Well, Hope it all comes out. Uh, Please tell us what you're doing. Are you doing things to try and educate? Are you doing things actually within states to try and show them how to get the evidence, how to do all this? Is this what you're doing? Are you going around, you know, uh, educating, enlightening people of how to uh, to 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 clean this thing up and, and, and all this? Is that what you do? And is that how you spend most of your time
1: for most of my time has been spent doing the arizona audit there are three auditors in the process doug logan uh ben cipher and myself when you saw all the colors and stuff on the floor and the cameras that's all the forensic work for my, my team and i we had to invent new ways to see this and so we're now wrapping that up and so i've been fairly limited in what i can talk about because i'm actively in an audit now that i'm coming out of it Uh, you'll find me moving around amongst uh, attorney generals, senators, and groups, teaching them how this happens, how it's done, showing them hardcore evidence they can't back away from them, and then teaching people to take their own future and destiny into their hands and create proof files and force their legislators to listen to this. For you and I, Gary, it's over. And what I mean by that this is not about us. This is now about our kids and grandkids. And that is what we're fighting for. And that's why we have to get this right. Those of us that are that are 50s and older, it's, it's over for us. We're, we're going on, and this is a long battle, but we're fighting that our kids and our grandkids will grow up in the same country we grew up in. And that's basically just freedom and liberty. We live on the greatest planet in the world, or greatest nation in the world. And I truly mean that. That's why you have 160 countries at our border any day wanting to break in. And we have to protect that. But yes, what I spend my time doing is now teaching lawmakers, teaching influencers how to do this. And now you're gonna see a much bigger movement now that we've got through some of these real audits that have real hardcore data where the numbers been crunched and you can see the evidence. Uh, We now have the tools to make sure it never happens to us again. And we're gonna have to fight hard to make sure they don't do it to
0: us again. Yeah. Must we get something in place and get this cleaned up to a large extent before these 2020 midterms? Or are they going to just steal the whole damn thing? Um, The 2020 midterms
1: are going to be what the 2020 midterms are going to be. They're going to fight like hard. Hell, you have already uh, heard the people that want to do this saying there's an ink shortage. There is a paper shortage. They want to try to uh, have you vote electronically. That's what's coming. The second part of it is now we got monkeypox. Mm. They're going to try hard to pull anything they can to try to make it look different. But now our eyes are open. Now we know what to look for and observe. It's going to be very hard to have ballot mules when you're going to have people watching drop boxes. So we're going to have to be diligent and watch hard. Um, and more observant than ever. You're going to have to go out and register to be a precinct person. You're going to have to get in there and fight for what you believe to. Uh, We only have a little bit of time left for 2022. That's what's in right now. But there's not much going to change before 2022. I believe it's going to be a red wave. We're going to put a big kink in their system. But from here to now, it's a sprint to 2024, and we can block it and make sure it doesn't happen again.
0: Well, I certainly hope so. You know, I've really enjoyed speaking with you you here and I enjoyed talking with you at Rock the Red and hearing you speak before I I have you tell the people how to reach you and promote what you do and anything you would like them to know about. Please give them, you know, because we always put them up on the ledge. So please talk them off of the ledge and just give them any type of word of encouragement you can you can provide. We've always we've already run one. Now
1: I want to say one thing. When people tell you, "Don't worry, Q's coming. Here's the day, and here's how I know it. it's my super secret, secret agent." And from afar, I saw a photo. He sent me a photo. It was on my pizza box. He flashed a secret signal, hand signal. Trust me, I know this. I'm trained. Cut that crap out. I Cut know what they're Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Right?
1: You are giving your valuable time to freaking idiots. Right? Let me gonna give you how this thing's played. If you're a secret agent in the know, I want to let you know, you're not freaking broadcasting. I don't want anybody to know this, but here's how it's going to happen. Here's what they're going to do. My agent told me, wait, it's April 17th. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> That's crap. Get your mind away from that pacifier because you're hurting the process. Okay? I want to let you know, this is the most impressive time in history. We have this. We have the evidence down hard for the very first time in history to prove this is happening. You're not going to hear it on the mainstream media because they're not going to talk about it. They're in on it. They're just as guilty. We've already won. The left knows it. That's why we got monkeypox, folks. The left knows we have already won, and that's why they're pulling out everything they can To try to subvert the process of what they know is coming, and that's them getting their butts kicked to the side of the road. That should tell you we're winning. But you've got to understand, this is called being human, folks. You know, the reason we take off our shoes at an airport is not because TSA has feet fetishes. And it's not because one day somebody decided to do it, it's because a bomber got on a plane, with a bomb in his shoe. We only learn when crap hits the fan. It's the human nature. You don't learn during good times. You don't learn when everything's going easy, rock and rolling. And as much as I love Donald J. Trump and wanted him in a second term, I'm telling you, we're far better off with what happened in 2020 because our eyes are open and now we're all warriors. We were given a gift. Hmm. I know. And in that gift, we're winning. We've got it. If you give up, it's your own damn fault. And by the way, they're working every day to try to convince you that we're losing and there's nothing there. They're paid to do that, folks. And that is called psychological warfare. Now, if you want to be one of these people that gets that little rubber dropped from the air of the footlong sausage <laughs> handler and you think that's true, that's your fault. But we know it's not true. And so don't buy their crap. We're winning. We've got this. Nobody knows the dates, but if you'll educate yourself on it, you're as important in this game as everyone else. We've got this, folks. That's why they're running scared, and that's why they're trying to pull out the stops. It's not because they think, screw them, we've got it. It's because they're terrified, and they're trying to protect their power, and they will do anything to protect it because they are afraid of you and I.
0: So we've got this. Let's do it. Right. And before I, you tell them how to reach you, you just said everything. You just put it there on a platter, which raises two questions. Uh, John Guandolo was on, the, on my broadcast back when it was live uh, about a year and a half ago. And his concern was when the American public, Joe Q public, and I'm not talking about Q, but Joe, whatever they call public, that we the people, when you find out who the traders are when you find out who was working for the communists, when you find out who was working in cahoots to bring this country down, he questioned a year and a half ago, did we have the stones to, to take out the trash? Right. Um, I, and I asked him again down at Rock the Red, you thank the people, like if it turns out to be your favorite actress, your favorite uh, politician, your favorite athlete, if it turns out to be your neighbor, are you willing to prosecute and have these people thrown in jail for life and stuff? Are we there? And that's the yep. first part, because see, you said part of this, we have to do it. But when you find out it's blankety, 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 blank. Oh, are we going to have the stones to come to, to, you know, the hammer is going to get dropped. I agree with you there, but are we going to have the stones to take out the trash?
1: I, I think we are. Here's how the cycle works. Number one the you're in you're stunned how did president trump then win? then you get angry then you start seeing the facts and you get angry then you see nothing happening and you get depressed and then they depress you a little more by basically bending the system not doing anything and you think oh screw it there's even some people out there telling you let's protest let's don't vote this next election and we'll protest no those are people that are in on stealing your
0: vote right that really works
1: right it's going to happen You just have to understand this is a process. It is a process. And we're going to do the process right. Because you know what we're not going to do? We're not going to be like January 6th, make a knee-jerk reaction, throw people in jail and say they did it with no proof, and leave them there. That's for the left. For, For those of us who do it right and want it done right, we have to go process through the rule of law. You are going to find that this goes to the highest levels of the American government, It took a tremendous amount of collusion, and there are many different ways of collusion. A good one example, in uh, Georgia with Ratzenberger, who's a rat, he literally got sued saying, oh, you can't check signatures during COVID because if you have a witness and a signature, they'll be too close together. Mm. Well, what he did is he agreed, oh, you're right, I can't fight this suit. So that's called collusion consent. He did a consent decree going, oh, you're right, but that's collusive. He did it so he wouldn't have to fight it, and boom, no signature verification. When you find out all the people that participated and did it, you're going to be sick. You're going to be angry. But you know what? If you don't get sick and you don't get angry, nothing changes. Mm. This is what it takes to change. And you're going to have some very important come-to-Jesus meetings about people, Mm -hmm. about what you thought a conservative was, what you thought a Republican was, and you're going to find out it's going to be shattered, and you may be like me, you may now no longer call yourself a Republican and realize you're a constitutionalist, right? and you're just for this country, and if you're willing to fight to save this country, we're in, but I have no use for the labels of the two political parties. That's coming. There you
0: go. I, I took all kind of flack two years ago when I came back from from Rock the Red and not only just talking to the speakers, but uh, people in South Carolina and other people that have come from all around the country. And they're telling me about certain politicians. What? But he's a what? But he's a I thought he's a conservative, but he's under Christian Coalition. What? 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 Right. So I come back and tell some of my friends. And they couldn't believe it. And now that all those people have fallen, now that they've seen, and they're worse than I even thought they were, they're like, oh, okay. Well, there's more coming, folks.
1: There's more coming. I always tell people, remember, the number one cause of atheism in the United States? Christianity. It's just like, you know, they figured out the number one cause of divorce, right? You know, they figured that out? Marriage. Marriage. Right. you got to understand it comes with the territory, folks. It's right. the way it is, and you're about to get crushed on a few things. Yeah. But you're going to have to
0: walk your talk to get us out of it. There you go. Jovan, I really appreciate this. Please tell people how they can reach you, how they can get your publication, how they can get on board with what you have to offer and your books and your shows and everything. Please tell them how to get in touch with you and anything you want to promote.
1: Great. Right. Not a problem. Folks, You can. my name is Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, like the 70s cologne. No When I sweat, I don't smell like that, but J-O-V-A-N. Hutton, like E-F Hutton, very easy to remember. Just listen to it, Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. And the last name's Pulitzer, P-U-L-I-T-Z-E-R. Just like the prize, but I'm more like your free parting gift if you'll just hurry up and act now. So just put in hashtag, that's the little pound sign, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer all together. Put that in your favorite search engine and click it. That's what a hashtag's for. Instead of finding everything the left says about me, if you just use that hashtag in my name and hit enter, you'll find everything I publish about me. And so you can go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals, L O C A L S, locals.com. That's my main website. And just remember my program. Same thing with the hashtag. You can look it up on any podcast anywhere. Uh, I'm on 93.3 Real Talk at different places across the country, but the program's called Cut the Crap, and Crap stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics, because when you mix culture and race with American politics, it is the slow, secular suicide of America, and it smells like crap.
0: I hear you. And I really want to thank you for coming on. And I want to make a I want to make a comment because you really shook my memory about something when you said security, you know, that you had security around. I remember last year uh, I was going to uh, Saturday night ask General Flynn if he'd come on this podcast. Right. But they had the luncheon and he was standing there and he was taking p- pictures with people. And I saw all these guys dressed all in black uh, within the vicinity. And he was really done. And something just told me. Because he had, oh, I know, I had met him Friday night. That's it. And it was Saturday afternoon. I had already asked him if, he, if he'd be a guest on the show, and he said he would. But I decided I wanted to get in there to take a picture. And he was already done. He was getting ready to leave. And there was a, a woman that was taking pictures for me. Her name is Maria, Marie Booz. I said, Maria, get a picture of me and General Flynn. And I just went over there and jumped in with him, put my arm around him. And, and we started talking. I said, you're going to come on the show, right? He said, yeah, I'm going to be on the show. And then I'm looking around and god and i'm seeing people looking at him and the, the guys in the black suits are looking at him and he's smiling and then right. when i got when i he took the picture i love the picture we took then i left i said marie all he had to do was give the thumbs down and I was right. toast that was that was That's, it for me <laughs> all
1: it is all it is is a certain look <laughs> Look, a certain
0: right. eyebrow movement, and right. yes, you and are. Oh, that's am how it works. Host. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but he's been on twice, and I had, and I got to bring you back, you know, because uh, <laughs> you know, just a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate you coming on and giving us time. And God bless you, your family, and and what you do. Thank you so very much for having me. Take care. All right, there you have it, Mr. Jovan Hutton, Pulitzer dropping mega doses of truth like he always does. People, you got to take this and do something with it, because uh, as you say, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it really make a noise? You got to make sure that this voice gets out. I want to thank Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer for opening our eyes even wider to the utter destructiveness election fraud is reaping in our country. We the people must Wake up and take this on head on and defeat it while we still have time to do something about it. This podcast is available for download at radioinfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. That's it for now, folks. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying, God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.